Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome back to House Calls. I want to thank you because we are entering our ninth season of this show. Boy, is it hard to believe. Ninth season. So thank you so much for making this possible. Keep spreading the news about our show because so many people, thousands of people listen in, uh, both live and also later as a podcast. And I always start every show with my gratitude and my, I don't shout out because I don't like to shout at people. I do my honorable mentions. So let me begin with honorable mentions for the month of February. There are a lot of February birthdays. There are Dr. Bernard Bendock, who's head of neurosurgery at Mayo Clinic Scottsdale, Linda Johnson, my friend in Utah, Susan Wiley, another dear friend in Arizona, Trudy Hammond, who's my neighbor, wonderful real estate agent. Leslie Ridenauer, whose birthday is today, she and her husband, Dr. Richard Ridenauer, have been on our show several times, so happy birthday, Leslie. Ali Zimmerman, Patricia Logan, Joseph Whitewolf, who is my shaman up in, in uh, Sedona, has guided me and several friends on those tours. Jim McDowell, Michael Kaiser out on the East Coast, happy birthday, Michael. He and my beloved late husband, John Weber, shared the same birthday, February 21. Rob Harden also shares February 21 birthday with my beloved John. Happy birthday, Rob, this month. Arizona State Treasurer Kimberly Yee, happy birthday. Tom McWilliams in Connecticut. Sandra Scarcello, who I just saw recently here in Arizona. Rex Mays in California. Rob McGann in the Grand Canyon, who is the uh, father-in-law of my son, Andrew, and the other grandfather of my grandchildren. My daughter-in-law, Aaliyah Stevens, has a nephew, Sidney Chalmers, who celebrates his first birthday this month. And most of all, I think of my friend Maddie and Ray Williams, who this month celebrate their 56th wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, guys. I always think the month of February of Valentine's Day which was yesterday. How did you celebrate Valentine's Day? Did you share cards? Did you give gifts, flowers, jewelry? Did you have dinner? And I thought about all the previous shows I did in February about Valentine's Day, and they've always dealt with either gifts of love, which we did last year with my jeweler, Hugo Rodriguez. Previous to then, uh, I did a show with my late husband, John, before it actually was the last show we did in February, uh, before he died, was we talked about what makes for a great partnership, what makes for makes for a great marriage. So they all had to deal with couples and being a couple, a member of a couple. But what if you're not a couple? What if you're not a member of a couple or a group that you elect and decide, I am happy as I am? And that's why I love Table for One, please. And that's really the name of this show, Table for One. Not everybody's going to be like Ray and Maddie, who've been together for over 50 years, one and only person. Not everybody gets married, nor has a life partner. And it's an interesting topic to explore for this show. In fact, it's so interesting that even the Wall Street Journal for yesterday put out an article uh, in which they say more people are unattached, and that's good for Valentine's Day. And in it, they share the statistics that I quote, on our e-card that said 46.4% of U.S. adults are single and about 117.6 million Americans choose to remain single. So that's a huge number. You know, what are the implications of that? You have more people who are single households. Uh, They have full, amazing, incredible lives. And they gift themselves. One of the things this article talks about is they give themselves gifts over... Half the U.S. population, as we say, is unmarried and may say they aren't looking. They're not looking for anybody in any particular relationship. And they are gifting themselves more and more. And I think that's wonderful. They're loving themselves, which I think is a great thing. So we talked about statistics, and this is from 2020. One out of four of today's 50-year-olds will have been single their whole life. That's one out of four of 50-year-olds. Around the world, rates of marriage are declining in the percentages of people who get close to 50, age 50, without ever having been married, are increasing. 
Half of all solo single people don't want a romantic relationship or even a date. And I talk to a lot of my single friends and I talk to a lot of my widow friends who tell you horror stories of dating and how the apps don't work, matchmakers don't work. And they find it's a lot better to be by themselves, to be independent, and to find their joy and peace in what they do in their life and their purpose, and then their friends around them. In the 2014, Pew Research Center made a database prediction about adults in the U.S. that day that is still, to this day, strikes me as remarkable. When today's young adults reach their mid-40s to 50s, a record high, 25%, are likely to have never been married. In 1956, if you look at that number, in 1956, just about everybody got married. Half of the men were younger than 22.5 when they got married, which is really, really young. And half the women were younger than 20. Now we're looking at our population of 50-year-olds in which one out of four will have been single their whole life. So again, the numbers that I see now are 130.6 million unmarried Americans and 85.4 million have never been married. So those, again, are statistic. Those statistics are consistent with the 2014 prediction. Every year, Unmarried Single Americans Week does get celebrated. I don't know if our friends have heard about it. There is, there is an Unmarried Single Americans Week, and it's celebrated the third full week in September. So September 20 through September 26, since 2020, there's Single Americans Week. So we talked about those numbers. And contrary to the lyrics of the hit song, I don't know if many of you remember that from January 1969. One is the loneliest number by the Three Dog Night. You know, one is the loneliest number you will ever do. Well, one is not the loneliest number. You're not alone at all. In fact, our special guest today uh, is going to talk about being the one and only and to be very happy and living a very fulfilled life. And our guest is Carrie Damiano. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Dr. Connie. Thanks for having me. She has an amazing resume. If we were doing this with camera, you'd see how beautiful she is. She is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, stunning. But because we look at the content and not be distracted by her beauty, we're going to talk and you can listen to our message. Uh, Carrie is the creator, writer, and host of her own web series blog about travel, style, and shopping. She is Mrs. World Traveler. Uh, in fact, she's wearing her sash today. It's beautiful. <laughs> she's been to over 130 countries and all 50 states. Her love of all things glamorous, she weaves them into every YouTube episode. So you really need to go on YouTube and see her and see what she does. This comes from her decades-long tie to the pageant community. And I got involved with the pageant community through my dear friend, Maureen Francisco and David Van Maren, her husband, through the Global Beauty Awards, which they hold every year in Snoqualmie, Washington. In fact, Maureen and her best friend, Mrs. World Korea, Jennifer Lloyd, were our guests in December for this show because we talked about the beauty of Christmas. So <clears throat> we have a large dominance of beautiful things on our show. In fact, it was Maureen and her friends at the beauty industry who invited, who got me invited to be a judge for the Miss Universe pageant in San Salvador in November. And that was an eye-opening experience. It was totally blew me away. It was amazing. But our guest today, Carrie, is the recipient of the Legacy Award for over 25 years of contribution to the pageant industry. She's best pageant coach, best sponsor, best pageant judge, best forever title holder at the Global Beauty Award. She's got lots of awards. In addition to training young women in fashion, runway, interview, and public speaking, Carrie freelances as a fashion jewelry designer and has scripture memorization ministry called The Amazing World. So not only is she beautiful in what we see in gems and crystals and, and, and just her design, she's beautiful from a spiritual way. Uh, she's not wearing her tiara, tiara today. She looks very natural in the tiara. <laughs> Welcome, Carrie. Oh, thank you. thank you. You live an amazing life. In fact, you were telling me that you and Gia, who's in studio today, who does your social media, are going off to Rome in a couple yes. of weeks? Yeah. Well, next week, a week what, from tomorrow. What are you doing? Well, we'll be there for four weeks. And uh, the idea is to live like a local. So we've rented apartments and we're not going to be doing all of the touristy things. We're going to be looking for interesting content to just give people a sense of what is it like mm -hmm. to live there, which mm -hmm. is very different from what is it like to be a tourist. Do you speak Italian? No, but I am Italian. Yeah. 
So as long as you put the the funny oh. emphasis, you know, that Damian. Exactly. Add an O or an I yeah. to everything and and then draw out that sort of last yeah. syllable. You'll sound just like and an if Italian. you smile. That's doesn't right. matter what language. If you smile, That's I think true. it's amazing. You know, you're busy. How long have you been involved in blogs and podcasts? How many oh, years? This is actually very new. This whole digital thing, you know, this is late into my 60s as I'm doing this. So it's a whole new chapter of my life, which I find very exciting. You know, we were we were chatting earlier about keeping your mind active and and continually challenging yourself. And if you continue to do that, you'll feel young and energized. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel with this. Yeah. That it's so exciting. It's a conglomeration of so many things I've done through my life. And now it's like, I'm getting to have the cherry on top. Yeah. And she's sitting and she's smiling and she looks gorgeous. You know, I, I'm so amazed because in pageantry, you know, you have Miss Senior World, you have Miss Senior. How old is the oldest beauty pageant queen that you see who competes? Is she like uh, Well, I judged uh, the Miss Senior USA a few years ago and we had a 90-year-old contestant. But yeah. I think it's incredible because it's hard work. When, when I watched uh, as a judge and I participate in the judging of that pageant, it, people think, oh, you just put on makeup, you walk over. It is hard. It is physically demanding. It's dedicated. You have to think on your feet. You have to have content. You have to have purpose. Uh, you really, you can't be lazy. You have to. It's a full-time job True. to take care of yourself, to project that image, your your your, your brand, all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and that's, I think, why a lot of women do it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's this motivator, the strong, strong motivator to become your best self, just mm-hmm. to continue working all of the time. Mm-hmm. And so when ladies do it in their 60s, 70s, 80s, they're after the same thing. Mm-hmm. They still want to be in the best shape of your life, mm-hmm. uh, be the most self aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, improve your public speaking mm-hmm. skills, mm-hmm. all of those things, that really never ends, does it? Yeah. Well, you're always projecting the image. You're always sending a message. And it's almost, I always think, be your best self. Show up with the best self you can be. And, I, you know, what changed my impression when I watch Beauty Queens and the poise, and that you look around, and if you enjoy self-love, that if you honor yourself and, and as a crea- as the creator makes us, how can I be the best self that God created me to be? And then yes. now that you have everybody's attention, what's my message? That's right. Because when you, a beautiful woman walks into the room, everybody, you can't help it. You're going to look. You're going to yes. look. Her face is a magnet. Yeah. So what, message, so what message do you give? When people look at you and you're stunning, they're like, is there a message you like mm-hmm. to project? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, for me, it's uh, I think it's all about being confident in whoever and whatever you are, whatever stage of life you're in, uh, you know, wh- where you come from, doesn't matter your age, your weight, your skin color. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. where or who you are to, to be the best that you can be, to be who God made you, and to walk the path set before you. Because each one of us has a different path, right? And for some, it's to be a famous actress. And for some, it's to be a doctor. And someone else is to be a photographer. Whatever the path is that you're supposed to be on, to do that with great joy and great confidence. And you project that. But here you are. You're a beautiful woman. You're successful. You have a message. You're spiritual. Do people say, oh, my goodness, is there a Mr. World Traveler? Are you married? I mean, do you get that a lot? Do you get well, that? You know, I haven't been asked that particular question. <laughs> but yes, I hear that all the time. Like, are, either are you married or why aren't you married? Yeah. You've never you, been you, married? You hear, I've never yeah. been married. Never yeah. been close. Yeah. But do you hear that? Why aren't you married? Yeah. Yeah. So what is the answer to that question? So what do you say? Well, I've I've gotten to the kind of pat answer of I've never met the one I couldn't live without. Mm-hmm. But when you when you take apart that question, it's it's a hard one. Like why? Why aren't you married? Well, because nobody wanted me. Uh, <laughs> right? You're so, not gay. You know? No. <laughs> you know. So how yeah. do you answer that? Yeah. It, it, it's it's in a way just I haven't met the one yeah. that I can't live without. And sometimes I think we're meant to be who we're with. Right. Yes. And and we're not meant to, you know, it was not my path to right. partner up. That's that's it. It, it was not my, my path. path. You know, and I see that in widows. Obviously, they've been married, but then we're seeing remarriage, but only 16% or fewer widows remarried. 
And again, we have the saying, I don't want to be a nurse. I don't want to be a person. And mm-hmm. it gets to the point that they're actually, they get a taste of singlehood again, but mm-hmm. they have more money. They've achieved what they needed. And so they're very content. And they said, I'm not looking for drama. Right. I'm not looking for drama. And I don't want to go into the marketplace and find somebody. But right. you live a very full, busy life. So you don't, without, you know, you don't apologize. Do people try to set you up with somebody if you met so-and-so? What do you yeah, do? To they me? haven't for years. When I was younger, yeah. I, I dated more and, and more people wanted to set me up. But I think now I'm just so comfortable. And, and I'm not against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I believe marriage is God instituted. And so I'm certainly not against it. I need somebody in Rome. If it's yeah, ever shown. Throwing coins in. Like, <laughs> I, wish I should throw several coins, right? Here it is. <laughs> Just in case. But you know, what? <laughs> you're busy. I mean, you're going I, to Rome. I am busy. What occupies most of your time? Well, working on Ms. World Traveler, there's so much to be done. All the planning, uh, research. I do a lot of research to uh, be comfortable with where we're going and what to look for once I get there because our time is short. Do you bring other people on the tour with you? Do you no, set up pri- no, no, it's no, just it's, you. It's not a tour. I am there to shop the city. Right. Because it's about travel and shopping. Right. Uh, and, and so what we try to do is inspire women to travel and to then shop local. So we are featuring women designers, mm-hmm. artists, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, that sort of thing. And their stories, I think, will inspire other women to want to go to that place. Right. So I, when I hit the city, I hit the ground running mm-hmm. to find those interesting stories. Because with over all your countries, we could talk all day. You could do a whole podcast about travel. Yes. You know, do you feel safe as a woman traveling? I do. So you don't feel like, oh, I need to have a group of people. I need, no. I need to... You're very no, comfortable. Very comfortable. I've been traveling by myself for over 30 years. Nobody harasses you? Or- well, every once in a while. And it depends on the country. Right. There, there are certain countries that it's it's acceptable for men to mm-hmm. harass mm-hmm. Western mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also, if I'm going to a place that mm-hmm. it's a little bit uncomfortable for a woman mm-hmm. to be by herself, mm-hmm. I will hire a private guide. Right. To go with you. Yes. But Rome is not one of those. Yeah. We were in Paris for five weeks last year. That's easily doable by yourself. So your your blog, if so, if I talk to my widow friends who want to travel, they have my, I would say go to Carrie's blog. What's the yes. name of your blog? Is it it's, it's, Ms., it's Ms. World Traveler. And then they can go there and say, oh, you know, she went to Rome. I should see there. And this this is the, you give advice, like what to yes. look for, where to shop. Well, it, you know, advice, I, I try to do it without feeling like it's giving advice. Mm-hmm. More like, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and these are the things that went wrong. These are the things that went right. It's vicarious. It, vicarious. Like a memoir. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that you learn about it yeah. from seeing yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. I'm in your in your high heels. In your <laughs> I'm walking in your little boutons on the cobblestone street. You know, because it, it makes me think... When I look at that, you're, is it a it's a blog or it's a it's it, it's a YouTube okay. web series? So I can watch. Yes, you. yes, you oh, can. Oh, good. I, yes. I'll be watching. In fact, you, <laughs> yeah. we'll ha- we'll share that. Okay, so that wonderful. Because yes. so I can watch you. Because I was just there last year. With I was there twice last year, um, May and June. Uh, my friends and I went to. Um, we started in. Uh, well, God, where did we start? We started in. Uh, we went to Milan, uh, Venice. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we went, I went, I went back to, uh, I went to Sorrento to do a friend's wedding oh, nice. in Rome, in uh-huh. Rome. So I was like, Beautiful. Mariano sounds like Damiano. That's right. <laughs> but you, do, you do a lot of that. That occupies your time. But in addition, yes. you're mentoring women. Yes. I still do a lot of pageant work. I do a lot of judging. So I have quite a few things coming up and I work with the contestants as a, you know, we call it coaching, mm-hmm. but really it's more walking alongside of them during their pageant journey. Mm-hmm. Because what we try to do is give them life skills. Mm-hmm. Pageantry is just the avenue that we use mm-hmm. to give them life skills. Mm-hmm. So like public speaking, well, they have to be pretty good at that if they're going to be a title holder and out representing, you know, representing their, their uh, title and their cause. But that's a life skill, yeah. right? Something yeah. that you can use. In fact, when I started in pageantry in the early 80s, I was in college. And I got all this practice for pageant interview. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time to go interview for a job, mm-hmm. piece of cake. Oh, yeah. Easy. Piece of cake. Yeah. I'd already been doing it. Yeah, so all it was, the time. It was yeah. a life skill that I learned just 
through have the avenue of television, anchor work, acting. I had my own TV show uh, for a while uh, yeah. back in early 2000s. It was on a local station here. It was virtually the same principle yeah. as what we're doing now, only now we're doing it on a digital right. platform. But same thing, women supporting women, uh, trying to inspire women to travel, that kind of thing. You love yeah. that, don't you? I do. Where Where have you not been that you want to go? Ooh. Well, I had a trip scheduled for during COVID to... Laos, Cambodia, and North Vietnam. I've been to South Vietnam, but not wow. the North. And of course, you know, that one didn't get to go. And then I also had during COVID, uh, Tunisia and Algeria. So those are ones I still need to get back You've to. You've been to Antarctica? I have not been to Antarctica yet. It probably is not high on my list mm -hmm. because it really is more about nature. Mm -hmm. And I truly am more about arts and culture and architecture and shopping and museums and, you know, things like that. History. Um, not that there's anything wrong with no. enjoying watching the penguins. No. <laughs> you <laughs> can't <laughs> shop. <laughs> well, okay. So yeah, yeah, I love to shop. I, I just got back from shopping with one of my friends, Ananda, uh, for our, our mutual birthday. We weren't, we were going to Milan originally to the Galleria, uh -huh. but instead we, we went to Ala Moana. So for you, if you could go to one place that's your favorite place in the whole world to shop, that is a terrible question. Uh, that would be like asking, you know, which one is your favorite kid? Oh, right. <laughs> They're all. They're all right. Uh, you had unlimited funds. Whoa, boy. Yeah. Unlimited. Well, I, I would I would go back to Paris just because I spent so much time there just last year that I really got to see outside of the, the main shopping areas, mm -hmm. all the interesting little side places, the mm -hmm. things that you wouldn't see mm -hmm. if you were just there for a short mm -hmm. time. Like a local. Like a local. So I really enjoyed that part of the process and, and being able to do that for myself, not for the show, mm -hmm. that would, I think, be a lot. But what do you, would you buy clothes? Would you buy souvenirs? What do you usually buy? Jewelry? All, well, not jewelry because I make no, all my own you jewelry. You make your own. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but all of the above. Yeah. I, I love antiques. Uh -huh. I, I love shopping for my house because, again, I live alone. Yeah. And I can decorate my house you the way ask, that I want to. I hate to say it. You don't have to ask permission. That's right. You know, and That's I right. think when I, my other show, The Widow's Walk, is really the journey from we to me. And a lot of wives are like, well, who is me? Because I, you know, there you've got to make sure he approves that, you right. you know, you want to not disagree. And when they, there's nobody other than does this please me? You know, what do you think? And you're yes. happy with that. Yes. You know, and that's, that's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. <laughs> that's why a lot of people choose to, to be, you know, to love themselves and okay. to have self-love is not selfish. It's healthy. That's one of my dear psychologist friends. You know, you have, the, you know, the fascinating, what, what's the hardest thing about what you do in your, in your work, in pageantry and in travel? Mm -hmm. uh, distraction. Being busy. And distraction, because it's very easy to, you know, I get to my office and I have a list and I'm a list maker. I love to cross things off my list mm -hmm. as I get them done, but putting out fires. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the end of the day and I didn't get all the things crossed off my list, but I worked all day long. Do you work so, remote at home? Or do you, no, you have I, have, I have a little office. I have a, a condo that my family owned for years Good. and then I bought. To get away. And go get away. Out. So it's my workspace. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't work at home because I do emails and I do phone calls and things, mm -hmm. but I like having that sense of mm -hmm. I'm going mm -hmm. to work. And do you dress up for work? Every single day. And you have hair, favorite. makeup, everything. I know. You're awesome. <laughs> do you have a designer you love the most? Myself. <laughs> you love, did you study yeah. fashion? or you, I, I did. I did. I have a graduate degree in fashion, but it was more on the business side. Yeah. For uh, basically fashion show production, but I've always been interested in color and style and that. And of course, that you know shows in the show that right. we do because that's an interest of mine. I'm gonna we're gonna pause for a quick three minute break. Sure. To come back because you know I, I'm gonna ask you about. Did you ever have a store? I mean, I would. Do you do personal shopping for people? Do you, I mean do you look at the colors? I mean, all those things you would advise as okay. somebody who who is in the fashion industry and who makes her own fashions and her own jewelry. So stay tuned on Dr. Connie's house calls about table for one. A lot of people want to sit at your table because you're fascinating. So I've got amazing guests, Mrs. World Travel, Ms. World Traveler, Carrie Damiano on house calls and stand by for a quick three minute break. And we'll come back on our February show for house calls. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano, If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to our February Valentine's Day show, and it's about Table for One, which I, I right before this show at lunchtime, I sat at one of my favorite restaurants alone, and I do that a lot, and I like sitting there having my meal. I look at my phone, and I look around me, and what's interesting, a lot of times I will see couples who sit together opposite each other looking at their phones. They're not even talking. It's like they're together, but they're really separate. And, and it's when you look around, how many people are really engaged in conversation? I just like to people watch and just see who's there and chat with the wait staff and just just to sit by myself and not have to worry about is he or she eating this, you know, and, and engaged in dialogue. And it's okay. It's almost like meditation to yes. to enjoy that. Yes. But you you find peace and solace and quiet, don't you? Mm -hmm. You Oh, absolutely. I need time by myself to Mm re-energize. That's what refreshes me. I love to be around people, but that is, uh, I feel drained Mm -hmm. afterwards. And then I need that time by myself Mm -hmm. to like refill my tank. I was going to ask you, how do you recharge your batteries? Do you meditate? Do you do yoga? Or just sit quietly? No, it's... For me, it's doing stuff around my house because yeah. I like puttering around, yeah. but I'm also very creative. I paint, I, I decorate pretty much everything in the house. So I, I paint, I sew, I make jewelry. Those are things that give me great joy and kind of give me, you know, make me centered. Do you, ever, do you have friends that you call every day? Is there somebody? Because one of the things I noticed after my husband died, uh, I moved out, I sold my house, moved into a, another area. and. I would have friends visit. My girlfriends would visit. Uh, my friend Georgia Bunn, who's a fellow widow, she was widowed longer than I, and she would peri- periodically come visit with me. She stayed in my guest room. And it was different because I had somebody staying at my house, and I would go work, and she'd go do her work. And I'd come home, and I actually had somebody to talk to. And that's the part I miss at the end of the day sharing this is what I did today, this is what you did today. But then after a while, she would leave after a couple of days, and it was nice just to have the house to myself, Yes, right? That I would come home, and I had things to do. And if I didn't want to do anything, I'm fine. If I put something in a particular place, it would stay there. Nobody <laughs> yeah. would mess with my stuff. Right. Nobody would say, why did you do this? Huh. It would be my stuff. And, yes. and again, 
it, it's retraining yourself. It's okay. It's okay. Right. And to enjoy that. And to enjoy that. Yes. And I talked to friends, and I have one particular friend who's gone to a horrible relationship, another disappointment, another guy, just horrible, horrible, broke her heart. And I looked back at her pattern, and every time she breaks up with somebody, she jumps into another relationship. I said, why don't you take some time just to be by yourself? And I love how you just center on yourself. Breathe mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need anybody to check on you. You just... You're, you're content within your own skin. Yes. Well, you don't need another person to make you whole. Yeah. Yeah. Only, really only God yeah. can fulfill, right? The, the hole in your heart. Mm-hmm. If you depend on another person to do that, mm-hmm. you'll be disappointed. Yeah. So you have to be comfortable with yourself and really your spirituality, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and I find solace in that. So that I don't feel like I'm ever alone. You know, what comes to mind, you know, and it's something I, I talked, I see in my practice, you know, very successful couple, married long, long time. And I would say only about, sadly, 10% of the couples I see are happily married or almost soulmates. Soulmates is a whole different issue. We can do a topic about soulmates, but only 10%, I would say, are happily married, happily married. The rest are just... I would, they're living. They're living together like yeah. roommates, right? It's too expensive and difficult to divorce. There are couples that financially it would be detrimental to both of them to divorce. And one of the things I tell young women is you make your own fortune. You are your own fortune. Don't expect that your meal ticket is some guy you're going to marry, right? Well, that you need someone to take yeah. care of you financially. You can take care of yourself. Yes. That you need to live alone by yourself, pay your own bills, do your own work, and be self-sufficient, right. you know? And if you do meet somebody, that they add to your life in such an amazing way that you that you both complement each other, right? That right. you you add to each other. And I and and there's there's no lacking. You know, there's there should be no pity. It should be in a lot of ways envy. Right. People envy that you're happy being by yourself and there's no apology with that. Right. And you and you love that. Um, you know, you you mentor a lot of women, don't you, in your field? Mm-hmm. Now, when they come to you for pageantry, what's their motivation? What why does a woman go into pageantry now? Oh, well, many reasons. A lot of them it's because they have something they want to say. They have a message mm-hmm. and having a title opens doors for them so that they have more opportunity to get whatever it is that they're passionate about mm-hmm. out. Uh, but again, the self-improvement, mm-hmm. self-development, the uh, the impetus to get in the best shape of your life, to develop some confidence. You know, I like to say that uh, if you do things that make you nervous, that will develop confidence. So for example, in pageantry, you put on a swimsuit and high heels and you go out under the bright lights on the stage and everybody else in the room is clothed. Mm-hmm. You're the only one without your clothes on. <laughs> if you can conquer that, okay, what else is harder? Yeah. What, what can you think that's harder the hardest. than that? Yeah. And so the, the gals exit the stage, you're like, I did it. I did it. I did it. And that develops this yeah. confidence that, yeah. okay, well, I can do an interview yeah. now. I yeah. can do some public speaking. I can uh, yeah. live on my own, yeah. be financially independent. So that's that's what draws yeah. women into pageantry, you know, various reasons, but a lot of it is to just develop that confidence. So what is the hardest thing you've had to do in your career? Ooh, uh, I would say when I left my comfortable, real job, you know, that had health benefits. Which one was that? Uh, I was running two companies in two different states, two multi-million dollar companies, and uh, had a good salary and perks and a company leave? car. So why did you leave? It was time. It's time to start my own you business. Know. You knew. Yes. You felt Well, one of them sold. Mm-hmm. And so I was faced with a move mm-hmm. and it wasn't a move I was prepared to make. So it, the timing was right. Mm-hmm. And this was in 2000. So I've had my own business wow. for coming on 24 years it's a risk. now. It's a risk it is. you take. There's no safety net. No, you're it. Uh, you're it. Yeah. But I wouldn't ever go back. Yeah. I love the flexibility. Yeah. I love being able to be my own boss. Yeah. And, and if it's a failure, it's because yeah. I did something yeah. wrong, yeah. not because somebody else did. Good for you. And if it's it's a success, yeah. then, you know, I can pat myself yeah. on the back. Yeah. I'm responsible <laughs> for that. Yes. I'm a business owner. Yeah. You are the pro- You are the brand. Exactly. Where do you want to see this go? Ooh, 
Um, well, we're really working to grow it in terms of our followers. And because it's social media, until you have a certain number of followers, you don't really get noticed mm-hmm. for partnerships, sponsorships, mm-hmm. things like that. So at some point, that would be nice to how do you, see where that goes. How do you go viral? I don't know. If, if you know the answer to that, you should write a book and make a trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> how do you go wrong? You know, just you never know. How do you put it out there? What is going to but it's take that, off, right? Because it's usually something extremely controversial. It's out there. Yes. It's almost shock, right? Sometimes it's yeah. shock because yeah. the, the most viral I've ever gotten was, gosh, it must have been 2000. I'm looking back. 2008? Maybe no. 20. Might have been eight years ago. No, 2010, <laughs> 2011. I have to Google it. When Chris Christie um, called me, uh, he said some hack doctor said I would die. CNN approached me to make a comment. If if he were running for, you know, he's running for office at that time for president. And if you had a patient like this, if you're at the White House, would you be worried? And I said, well, if I had a patient like that, I'd worry about sleep apnea, diabetes, hypertension, heartache. And then, then that actually went viral. That went okay. crazy until uh-huh. he went on television with his armed guards behind him and said, some hack doctor from Arizona said that I would die in office. And then the whole week, uh, I was on different radio stations, a uh, uh, television station, uh, and the final broadcast was with Wolf Blitzer, who I used to work with at the White House. And he says, well, let's put an end to this. And so he has me on TV. And of course, they do makeup and everything. And I'm on one screen. And they'll say, you know, they'll show Chris Christie on another screen saying some hack doctor. And then on my screen, they'll show me walking across the South Lawn with the president or in my military. So there's a way everything you see in here is through the filter of the media. So that's the most. But see, there's so much controversy now regarding presidential Mm -hmm. health. And and my book got optioned uh, to various uh, networks. That was several years ago, but nobody wants to talk, really. Actually, they do want to talk about presidential health. But if I said something today and said, former White House doctor says this about what's going on in presidential health, that it will go crazy, honestly, because they will use that. So I don't want to go there. There's enough talking heads. I don't need that drama. That's true. You know, and, and we don't either. And that's not our brand. I don't want we're, to. We're, we're not trying to go viral. We're There's trying to. Drama. Exactly. Yeah. We're just trying to show interesting, beautiful mm-hmm. places to go mm-hmm. and, and feature interesting stories mm-hmm. that every woman can relate to. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's how you grow it mm-hmm. in an organic way mm-hmm. by people just loving the content. Mm-hmm. You know, Gia, my niece, uh, who's my partner in this, we talk about this a lot how we want to grow it. And we don't want to do it with robots, you know, and, and hiring people to go get, you know, a bunch of fake followers for us. Yeah. No. We want we want to do it with people who are actually interested in our content yeah. and become loyal followers. They they see what we're doing and they love it and they want to see more of it. Yeah. That's how they follow you. Yes. Do they reach out to you? I mean, when you do you get email, yes. fan mail? Uh, well, it's, I, I wouldn't say fan mail. It's more like, um, oh, I saw that you were on a cruise and you were in steerage. What was that like? Because I, I gave a piece of advice of a way to save money yeah. is to not have the owner suite, you know, be willing to do an inside stateroom, mm-hmm. go steerage, uh, because you can save a lot of money yeah. if, if that's not important to would you. Would you ever write for a travel magazine like Condé Nast or any of these other travel? Would you ever want to write for them? Uh, you prefer doing it's, the, it, the podcast, the ball, YouTube. Uh, this. Yeah. This is your media. Because I made it up. And yeah. so. It's yours. It's mine. But also I get to do, to talk about what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I figure if I'm passionate about, so is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Other people are going to be interested. So. Yeah, I, I like being the boss. Well, that's good because that's your content. You have people, and then it's authentic. It's really your taste. You don't have right. to modify to please anybody else. So after the, the four weeks in Rome, yes. what's the rest of the year look like? Oh, boy. We are booked out through August. Really? Yes. We have uh, New Orleans right after that. When, the, when are you in New Orleans? Uh, April 9th through 13th. Oh, wow. And then we're doing Buenos Aires and uh, Rio de Janeiro. That's mm-hmm. in May. We have Chicago in June, Nashville in July, and then uh, Stockholm and Oslo in August. That's great. So yeah, we're we're truly about you know, local and around the world. You've been all 50 states. Yes. Do you have a favorite state? Well, I grew up in Idaho mm-hmm. and it's awfully beautiful there. So 
it, there's a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. for me when I go back. And I actually have two trips coming up where I have to go back. So, But you're in, you've been in Arizona for how many years? Oh, now? Close to 40. What brought so. you here? Well, I went to school here at Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. It was Grand Canyon College at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then I moved away and lived in London for a couple of years. And then when it was time to come back, it didn't really make sense to go back to the small town in Idaho. Mm-hmm. It made sense to come back here since I'd lived here while I was going to school. And anyway. you're happy. So if love you could it live here. overseas, <gasps> in what country would you move? Well, I loved living in London. I truly loved it. And I would have stayed longer. But as you know, it's hard. While I was going to school, it wasn't that bad. But when you try and get a job, now you're taking a job away from a British person. Mm-hmm. And, and so they crack down on that kind of thing. Where in London so. would you live? Around the outskirts a lot. No, I, well, I lived right in the, right in the, in the West End. Wow. Yeah, right in loved the it. Well, because it wasn't far from my school. Yeah, you would do that. Yeah, so you do that. that. You uh, Any other hobbies? You have plenty. Oh, to, gosh. Uh, you know, you like to design. Yes. Do you do it in... You, you just comes to mind a particular outfit, an outfit it's, you're going to wear? A number of different things. Sometimes I'm ex- inspired by uh, a fabric. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, I, I know what I'm supposed to do with that fabric. Other times I'll see like an interesting sleeve. I said, oh, I want to do something and make that sleeve. You know, so do I'm so by a number of different things. Do you sew? I'm a very mediocre so, uh, so, seamstress. So, so do you write, you, you design it? And you have somebody. I have a seamstress here. Perfect. Yes. yes. And they do it. It's yes. your brand. And then we the design evolves as we work on it. So right. put it on, ooh, that sleeve needs to be bigger or ooh, that doesn't look right right there. Let's let's pinch that or let's make this longer. Ooh, that's too that's too long. Let's make it shorter. You know, so it evolves as you as you see it and it's do, fluid. Do other women commission you to design a gown I, for them? I work with my clients, my, okay. my pageant girls. Right. Yeah. But I don't charge for anything that I do. How do you so do that? well because charitable because God, no, God provides you make a living. Work. For me, so I don't have to charge women to do that. But I'm hoping that I don't get a thousand phone calls out of this that says, I want a free dress. No, 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 no. no. Well, what would you want? What, what do you want people to do as a result of this show? What would what would be your biggest dream, your biggest wish well, from this show? I, I don't know about biggest wish, but that they follow our journey. Go to our YouTube channel, which is Ms. World Traveler, and go on our Instagram, which is Carrie, Ms. World Traveler, uh-huh. and just follow our journey. So Ms. World it, Traveler, you Yeah, MS, yeah. Ms. Ms. World Ms. Traveler. Yeah. Uh, and then tell your friends about it. Yeah. You know, we, again, we want to inspire women and support women and, and you know, be an example that it's never too late to start something new. Mm-hmm. Again, I started this in my 60s. So if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Because it's scary. We, we put, you know, when they think 60, I just turned 69. And I'm thinking, I'm just starting. I'm just starting off, right? You know, there's so yourself, much more to accomplish, right? right? And then you—it's about learning and embracing, but you're also a very spiritual person too. This is yes. something that over time you—you've talked about the memorization of the scripture. How did? Yes. How does that work? Well, uh, you know, when you had asked me about that question, and I started thinking. I started memorizing by chapter and book in 2000, but it actually goes way oh, earlier wow. than that. When I was in the fourth grade, I was in the youth group mm-hmm. and we had this group called Jet Cadets and they had this list of all these things that you could accomplish and get a badge for it. And then they took a banner and they put the badges on like this, sash, kind of like Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. And I wanted that banner with all of those medals on it. So Thank I just... <laughs> So I memorized and memorized and memorized and and I was going gangbusters. <laughs> and then one of the leaders said, you know what? You're you're going too fast. You're going to be done with this. So we want you to quit for now. And then I quit and I never got started back oh. up. So it was in 2000 then that I started it back up. And now I have over 20 books uh, of the Bible memorized wow. and lots of passages. And I travel around to different churches and I, I speak it from the heart, which mm-hmm. is very, very different mm-hmm. from just Reading, reading it off the page. Right. It right. comes to you with that. It, it comes alive because somebody's speaking it from their heart. You know, we're entering the Lenten season for That's us right. there. Uh, yesterday was yeah, Ash Lenten, Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So how do you find peace? And it's a, it's a tough, I always think this is a tough time it of is. a lot of unrest in the world and, well, and trying to find, how do you find peace? Because it comes from the spirit. Yeah. And it's um, peace that passes understanding, meaning that, uh, the world doesn't necessarily understand where it comes from. But a good example of this was during COVID. I didn't have one iota of trepidation about mm-hmm. that. I had 
total and complete peace Mm -hmm. the whole time. So it doesn't come from me. Mm -hmm. It comes from God. But you are a person of peace. You're not, you're very calm, right? You're just. I'm glad you said that. But you're you're also joyful. You find joy. And And I I think you have to. You have to. It's your choice. It's your decision to do that. Yes. Because, you know, we have so many people and all I hear is just complain and complain, complain. And they're, and they're miserable. It's never enough. And I think it probably stems from gratitude. You're yes. probably very grateful yes. for a lot of things that you have. Absolutely. You know. Well, one of the questions you had asked me about was the difference between being alone mm-hmm. and being lonely. Mm-hmm. And alone, of course, is just the physical aspect of being mm-hmm. by yourself. Being lonely is an emotional mm-hmm. state. It's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And so the two do not have to go together, mm-hmm. right? You can be lonely in a group of people because, mm-hmm. again, up here, yeah. you can think, I don't fit in or or I don't know anybody here or I'm not having a good time, whatever. You can be lonely in a marriage. You, you, you can be lo- lonely in a marriage. Yes. So I, I guess what I have found in being alone is that there's joy in that. There's gratitude in that. There's peace in that. And so I don't feel lonely. Yeah. Well, because you, you occupy, you're, you're busy, you're active, you're purposeful. Would you right. ever retire? What does that look like? Well, I'm not even thinking about you know, it. What, it's it's that, such a foreign concept at yeah. this point, right? You know, I think for longevity, there, there's a book called Ikigai. And they mm-hmm. say that in Japan, there is no word for retirement. Ikigai uh-huh. deals with, it's almost a philosophy that you continue to be active and engaged in life and work. That's why usually the Japanese in the Okinawans live longer because they get up every morning. Nobody totally retires. They don't retire. There's no word for it. They just purposeful. They're always yes. working. They're always active. They're physically active. They're mentally active. Yes. And it's, a, it's good that you embrace new technology because what I see in dementia among my patients is the inability to embrace new knowledge and new technology that they struggle because they keep going back to the old way. But the fact that you were stressed to the point where I need to learn how this works Mm -hmm. and how to master, that's better for you. You know, we've got more Nobel Prize laureates in their late 80s, 90s. They don't have dementia because they work with younger people. They're always engaged in research. They're always constantly thinking. Keep Mm -hmm. it thinking, Mm -hmm. always working Mm -hmm. to live. Being challenged. Yeah, being challenged. That, That keeps you sharp. Yeah, and always finding ways to be creative. If you yeah. can, you know, you talk about your jewelry because you love your jewelry. Yeah. And do you sell any of your products, your, no. your design? You keep them all yourself? No, you I, I make them for my pageant girls and I give them away. You just, you're, you're very generous. Well, you're very generous. Just, I've been blessed. And so you pay that forward and bless other people. What, what have your pageant girls taught you? Mm. That's a hard question. Uh, well, Let's see. Probably a lot of things that none of them are coming to mind right now. Uh, You're their mentor, though. Are you like a mother figure? To, you're like an aunt I, figure? I, I would say a mentor mm-hmm. figure, walking alongside them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not trying to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is I don't like to be told what mm-hmm. to do. You're pretty strong. So, <laughs> so I, I want to walk alongside them and point out Okay. Well, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. And and what about that? Maybe we can try that a different way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I, I learned from them too. Fortunately, because they're younger, they help me with my technology and then I help them with my experience. Because you've, how many pageants have you been involved with that Ooh. you participated? Oh, well, over 50 systems and I've judged probably over a couple hundred pageants. So can you tell Who's going to, which, who will be crowned? By, sometimes, is, sometimes. Is there, what is it about the one that's chosen? Uh, that she's the right fit. She's the right one for that moment. On a different day, different, you know, set of circumstances, another one could be the right girl. You've judged. Yeah. You, you know it's that. that that's, it's, it's hard. Today, it's this one. It's the Tomorrow. It, it's it, your connection. There's something about her. There's something. There's yeah. something about her. But you can also be fooled. Yeah. You're like, you're okay, that's the winner. And then they pick that girl over there. And you're like, okay, what just happened here? Yeah. It's how they rank them. Right. Sometimes the number two winds up number one, depending exactly. on the judges. Exactly. Yeah. It's a tough so, thing. It, it, really it is. is. It's not like a race where whoever crosses the finish line first yeah. wins. Yeah. It's, it's 
more like figure skating. Yeah. That it, you know, it, yeah. there's opinion that goes into it. Right. right. So when you look at like you've seen the fashion shows and people walk. And then, is there one particular fashion show you really you would love to see or you have seen before, like in Milan or Paris or which, whichever? Is there one particular? You know, one? I have not been to fashion shows in Milan or Paris. I was at New York Fashion Week mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, and we did the Sherry Hill show mm-hmm. because she's very involved in uh, pageantry and she sponsors a lot of the of of the girls. And of course, some of my girls too. So I was there involved in the process of them picking out their dresses, which was wonderful. I love that. Um, And that was a beautiful, beautiful show. Because I love that, how they're different. I mean, they had one on the cover, actually it was in one of the newspapers that they had, it might've been the Paris show. And then they walking and then they showed Anna Wintour there and very celebrities looking and and just checking out the models and what Uh. they're wearing. And just and just seeing how stunning and the poise and the difficulty, they're all 5'10", they're all yes. tall with, you know, high heels. So, you know, we're just starting the year. It's February. Is there a wish that you want to set out there for what you would like to see happen this year for you? Uh, well, again, it's kind of always working with Ms. World Traveler. So we've talked a little bit about that. But um, gosh, beyond that, it, it's it's taking up a lot of my time and energy right now, though we do have the Global Beauty Awards coming up in April. So I'm very excited about that. We'll see you there. Yeah. So we're going to, our show's almost over. Um, How did that happen? I know. It goes fast. <laughs> I told you. We could do several. I, I must have talked too much because no, it went way too fast. You're perfect. <laughs> I, I want the listeners to go on to your podcast, your, you know, your, your web website, series, your web series, which is Ms. World Traveler. Yes. And to too. follow you when you're in Rome and elsewhere. Yes. To get a glimpse of you. And your and to see your energy, I think to be seeing your person, you emit that energy. Thank you. And and I think if you if you sat alone in public, people would gravitate towards you because they find you fascinating. Oh, who's that you. beautiful woman sitting alone? What is she doing? And it's thank almost you. like you're complete with them. Yes, you're not searching for something to complete you. And I think that's I a think good that's feeling. Very yes, you know, after four and a half, almost not quite five years of being a widow, being alone living by myself alone. It's the longest I've ever lived alone. You know, <sighs> longest I've ever lived alone. And you get to a point of peace that that you're never lonely because I have loved ones in my life and I have memories of being loved by my late husband and of my parents, their love and family and spirit. And if you're spiritual, you're truly never alone, right? you know? And if you've got a purpose and you've got a mission, which you do, it's really to embrace the beauty in this world. So thanks, Carrie Damiyama, oh, for being on our show. And and listen to, please tune in to her, her podcast and her YouTube and have a wonderful trip to Rome. Thank have you. a fabulous time. Any Thank last you. words you want to say? Oh, well, I'm going to repeat one thing. It's never too late to try something new. Amen. Thanks again. And thanks for listening to House Calls. So have a wonderful month and talk to you in March. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.